Welcome to the Quran for Busy People podcast, episode number 13. You're listening to the Quran for Busy People podcast, a safe space for you to rediscover the simple beauty and spiritual depth of Islam beyond the headlines. May the peace, love, and blessings of Allah be with you. I'm the Quran coach, Mamoon Yusuf, and today's podcast episode is called You Only Really Have One Problem. So today I'm going to continue reading from chapter one of the book Timeless Wisdom. Chapter one has all been about the first of the seven spiritual laws that let you access the life-changing power of the Quran. And the first law is called the law of effortless transformation and states that you are always living in the feeling of thought in the moment. So today is the final installment of chapter one, which is exciting because it means next week we're going to start chapter two, inshallah. So for right now, let's explore chapter 1.4. You only have one problem. The reality. You only have one problem. It may look as though your life is full of problems that you need to figure out in order for you to be happy, but this is not true. There is only one problem, and the solution is so self-evident that you don't even really need to figure it out. My life's biggest problems. Before I realized that only thought causes feeling, my life was full of problems. Here's a quick sampling of all the problems I had back then. Relationship problems. I was very unhappy in a relationship with a wonderful woman, but we constantly argued with each other. And internally, I was plagued with the question, should I stay or should I go? And when I eventually decided to go, I had even more problems, besides being totally depressed and guilty. Problems like, how will I ever find a partner? And will I meet a girl who understands me and loves me despite my ever-increasing baggage? Money and work problems. I didn't have enough. I had to depend on my ex-wife and parents more than I would have liked, and I felt ashamed that I wasn't bringing in money from my coaching business. Eventually, when I turned a corner and generated 20 clients in the space of a month, I had even more problems. What if my clients leave? I know I should be charging more, but I don't have the confidence. And because I was charging so little, even though I was working very hard, I still didn't have enough to pay off my basic expenses. I was still broke. Health problems. I wasn't sick, but I certainly wasn't in the kind of shape I imagined I should be. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't consistently get myself to the martial arts gym and my diet was a disaster. I felt like a failure for not being able to achieve a goal I'd had since I was young. Time problems. I didn't have any free time. With 20 clients spread throughout the week and the constant search for new clients and ways to generate more money online, I couldn't catch a break. And I would often look online for productivity hacks to get more done in less time. This did not help. Environment problems. Even though I was in the beautiful city of Barcelona, I didn't get out much. I was living in my ex's apartment, working from a desk in the living room. The idea of working from home is great, but in reality it can be very lonely and insulated. During a whole year in Spain, I virtually learned no Spanish, and I spent most of my time at home working over the phone and with clients in the England and the USA. Spiritual problems. I struggled to keep up with daily prayers. I struggled to wake up early like I wanted. I struggled to read the Quran consistently, but no matter how much I did or how hard I tried, it was never enough. And above all, there was this sense of not being good enough, and every now and then beating myself up inside of my own mind because of it. 
It seemed to me like the Quran should be able to help me with these sorts of problems, but no matter how hard I tried to understand it, I could never see the solutions to any of the real-life problems described above. Now, here's the thing. None of my problems may sound like big problems to you. And looking back, they do seem somewhat trivial. However, these circumstances seemed to form my reality. As the circumstances of my life weren't the way I had hoped they would be, and because I had big dreams and I wanted more from life, I eventually decided to make some drastic changes. I got divorced, I moved out, I got a new apartment, I started offering my services as a business coach, I created a totally new network of friends in Spain and the USA, and I changed just about each of the individual circumstances that seemed to be causing my life's biggest problems. Now, of course, even though I preferred the new circumstances, I still wasn't free from problems. Instead, I now had new, improved problems, like feeling guilty over the breakup, feeling stressed financially because I had bigger expenses now, feeling cramped in my new apartment, the shame of having to explain to everyone that I was divorced, and the list goes on. It always seems like life is full of problems until you realize that every single one of them is the symptom of one problem with a blindingly obvious solution. The only real problem. A problem is simply a situation that you feel bad about. And the challenge with this is that there's no such thing as a situation that makes you feel bad. The only real problem I ever had was not seeing that none of those circumstances ever had the power to make me feel bad. In other words, when my life was full of problems, I didn't realize that my relationship didn't make me unhappy. My thoughts did. My secluded work environment didn't make me lonely. My thoughts did. My time commitments didn't make me stressed. My thoughts did. My inconsistency at the gym didn't make me feel bad. My thought did. My lack of money and high paying clients didn't make me insecure. My thought did. The only problem I ever had was not realizing that the only source of all the unhappiness in my life was thought itself. I always knew that thought played a role. I was a firm believer in model two, that thoughts and circumstances work together to create your feelings. However, I just didn't realize that the real role that thought played was the only cause of feelings. The circumstances of life may get better or worse, but your feelings are always independent of them. You are always living in the feeling of thought in the moment. Next week, we're going to move into chapter two of the book, Timeless Wisdom, where we'll be exploring the law of consciousness. But between now and then, and always, may the peace, love, and blessings of Allah be with you always. Thanks for listening to the Quran for Busy People podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review. That way you'll receive fresh, new, enlightening episodes every Tuesday and many more people will benefit.